this is Self-Care Saturday. We do things a little bit differently on the weekends. And we read an excerpt from my book and do a mini meditation. Grab your coffee with me and let's get diving in. Welcome to the Thriving Intuitive Podcast, where we are providing women hurting with spirituality strategies to embrace their beautiful, unique selves. Through astrology, self-care, human design, and intuition, we are energetically clearing ancestral patterns one step at a time through tools and topics that are pulled from my book, Empath and the Narcissist, A Healing Guide for People Pleasers. And now, here is our show host, Raven Scott. You are worthy. You are worthy of true love, worthy of light, worthy of truth, worthy of joy, worthy of laughter in the bedroom, worthy of delight, and worthy of living your truest self's purpose. Start searching and looking within yourself to find your treasures within your being designed by the divine to bless other people in this world. As I reminisce back on when I wrote this book, I was a novice at astrology and we really don't have to know anything about astrology, but um, the beauty of just knowing that you're worthy and this concept of laughter, enjoyment, lusciousness, richness, all of the grains in the storehouses, that's all that Taurus energy of just enjoying life. Um, So as I was reading that to you from page 42 of Empath and the Narcissist, it just reminded me so much of how beautiful it is to um, the, the Taurus energy. It's just, oh, it's just so luscious. I hope you're drinking your coffee with me. So the next page here is treasures that I've lost. I lost my innocence and the main human design element at play was my open will center. When this is open, you are more prone to amplify others' desires. You don't even realize it because you adopt their desires as your own. You're truly, truly excited for them and you want to do it too. You truly need to strengthen your authority to make decisions that are aligned with yourself and therefore not get stuck into someone else's project, mission, or desires. So the gift I give you from my emotional toolbox is the inner child meditation. Do this to heal any trauma. Childhood trauma Great or small is a very real thing and is something that everyone's kind of waking up to. And I think it's important not to blame when we look back on our childhood drama, like, oh, I was traumatized because this person didn't do this. It could be a part of our karmic journey. It could be the pain um, and sins of our ancestors continuing to reciprocate. It is not intentional for trauma to ever be put upon a child. So the first stage, right? There's lots of stages in grief in childhood trauma. The first stage is 
you're recognizing that you, you had trauma. The second is blame. The third is forgiveness. The fourth is acceptance. And the fifth is just allowing that lesson to carry out into your life. And then you have compassion. So this meditation, the inner child meditation, clears out the negative energy. It releases you from their expectations, parents, grandparents, ancestors, and the pain from the past. And this energy gets passed down from generation to generation. This is a way to remove those burdens and to break the cords of the past. If I had done this before meeting my ex-abusive partner in my book, I call him Lance, I truly believe I would have had the self-confidence and the self-respect to break it off with him within the first six months, within the first sign of seeing that red flag and that toxic behavior. I would not have clung to him so tightly, and I probably would have dated a lot more other guys and had a variety of different experiences because part of my human design line in the first part of my life is experimentation, but I was so paralyzed by fear from the beliefs of um, my upbringing and my ancestral patterns and trauma that I was too afraid to experiment. But I would have kept my apartment. I would have continued on with my life. I definitely would not have moved in with him. And um, I would have attracted the right partner that loved and respected and cherished me. As I did when I was completely free of just had this moment of clarity and my soul was free. And um, the universe brought me my current husband now. However, I also accept we all have a unique karmic path. And this is just part of my journey. It's part of your journey. It just is. And I highly recommend doing the most single powerful meditation to heal past wounds and trauma. When you do, you will transform and heal the brokenness inside you that allows you to put up with circumstances, with people that do not serve you. You will be able to hold space and love the most difficult people with boundaries, of course. You will be able to love and care for yourself, and with your cup full, your love will overflow for those around you. This is a practice I recommend doing every day for 28 days straight, and if that's not feasible, try once a week. That will work too. Just, it just won't work as quickly. Pardon my barking dog. She's in the backyard babysitting over the cute little guinea pigs in their little playpen. It is imperative you take time to do this meditation so you may be free from the burdens, expectations, and negative patterns in your life. 15 minutes is all it takes. This will be the most transforming and healing exercise you will do for yourself in this journey. That's either going to heal your relationship you're in because you're going to come from a place of health and love, or it's going to tell you exactly what your next step is to be. And that might be leaving that relationship. And I also wanted just to note, um, I'm going to pause from reading here, um, that meditation is not a evil thing. It is not a disconnect from God. If you were raised in a very religious um, upbringing, which, which I have, 
and you know what I've discovered it really much is like quiet time. You know, that's definitely their sacred kind of key phrase used in the um, Christian uh, realm. And that's beautiful. And that's what meditation really is. You're just sitting with God, with the divine, with your higher self, whatever you want to call it. You're having quiet time. And when you have quiet time, you're reflecting. And then what's really beautiful about meditation is you can actually be guided through some visualization, which, you know, can also happen in a therapist's office. So this is nothing woo-woo or dark or spooky. This is just uh, the mind is powerful. And what we visualize, what we speak, what we write, it comes to fruition. And we're able to really um, connect with God, with source, through visualizations as well, to heal and to repair things that you just can't repair through talk and to, through talk therapy and things like that. So just wanted to add that side note. Continuing on reading, some instances your inner child has been locked away and hidden in a dungeon for so long, they are initially unresponsive to your interaction for in some instances. So this is talking about when you start the practice of meditating. Um, your inner child is hurt. Your inner child's angry. Your inner child is untrusting of your efforts to hold and play with them due to your many years of neglect. It is not your fault. We all are conditioned to lock our child up as we grow older. It may take time to gain your inner child's trust, but in doing so, the exercise below, your inner child may not want to sit next to you. Um, They may not want to sit in your lap or even touch you, and that's okay. Allow them the freedom to experience learning how to trust again, first with you. And then over time, with continual growth of your relationship, they will come to love and trust and embrace you, which is you truly embracing yourself. When you experience spells of emotional uncontrol, you are encountering your inner child screaming out for attention. To you on the outside, it may appear as a pattern you are dying to fix and to stop feeling that sadness or that pain in this emotional area. Just recently, after doing many years of work on myself and thinking I had healed my inner child completely, which is false because there's a cycle of evolution, she brought to light a deep sadness and a wound of abandonment that I thought was finalized. Uh, A family member visited my home, and in that short visit, I felt and observed myself feeling anxious about anticipating their departure, their leaving, and I wasn't able to enjoy the moment. And when they left, I felt a deep emotional shockwave of sadness, and it brought my thoughts spiraling into, I am lonely, I am abandoned, I am disconnected from everyone. Where in reality, these were emotions of my inner child from long ago when my sister left and moved out of the house. I immediately knew I needed to tend and take care of my inner child. I spent time meditating, journaling, soaking in a bath. However, I could not shake the feeling of sadness. It was a deep wave of emotion, of energy, and that needed to be felt all the way through to come out of me. Sometimes we can't just shake it off. Tasha Silver writes, Tears are the ice melting in our hearts. 
If I can, if I continue to press it down and lock it up to heal, quote unquote, it, that would be only do myself emotional damage and keep a dark energy orb in my body. Of course, my partner knew not what to do, and he left me alone, only because when I have felt this in the past, I would lash out and blame him for my sadness. The inner child holds back on no one. However, this in turn reinforces the inner child's narrative that I am truly alone, and only I can hold and console her, and to let her know I'm taking care of her, and she is not alone. Sometimes tending to your inner child is not a one-time and done event. Always. It's not a one-time and done event. Silly. But really, it is a true relationship, and you must treat it as such. And I'm currently reminded of this in 2022 as I'm reading this to you. I listened to a book by Tasha Silver, and in it she spoke of an expert whose favorite line was, quote, There is always something, unquote. These spells and triggers are going to happen, and it's a cycle of karma and the process of evolving as a person. It is how we react in these moments that define if we are evolved and open to taking in the lesson our inner child and the universe has in store for us. There is no holy land of arrival that we experience no emotions or suffering in this life, such as Nirvana describes. This life is for us to constantly be in lesson battlefield and emotions are the direct conduit for our behaviors, our ideas, and our spiritual enlightenment to evolve. In conclusion, this inner child is never ending and recognizing the child is a lifelong journey. Sometimes the divine brings us circumstances and triggers to draw out the shadow and heal the pain buried deep within a supercharged intervention from the divine. So take heed of your emotions and recognize and acknowledge them. Embrace them as you would a guest, experience what they bring up, and then release them as they leave, spreading clarity, breadcrumbs in their wake. Inner Child Meditation Find a comfortable place to sit or lie down in a quiet space that is private. Close your eyes. Elongate your spine nice and tall or long. Take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Place your left hand on your heart and your right hand on your belly. Take a deep breath in. Feel the rise of your belly and chest and out through your mouth. Ha. Take a deep breath in and out. Ha. Now breathe nice and easy and steady. A nice relaxed breathing. You find yourself in a white blank room. You start to hear the sound and see the items of your childhood come into existence in your mind one by one. In this, you see the wallpaper, the bed, your bedding. You feel the sheets. You smell the homemade smells. You hear toys and laughter. 
other common noises that occurred in your childhood home. You are now in your childhood home at the age of five or seven. You imagine yourself wandering out of the bedroom and into your living room. Imagine standing in your childhood living room. You see each parent standing in front of you or guardians that took care of you. And one at a time, they take turns and come to you with their fears and expectations. Each individual fear and expectation is a brick. They pile them into your hands in a form of bricks. You feel them piling higher and higher above your head. Hear or feel the fear and expectation expressed of each brick that is placed in your hands. You feel them getting heavy and they each carry more and more weight you have to hold. Your arms are shaking. They finish placing the bricks. They are too much for you to bear just as you think you are going to drop them. See your adult self walk into the room. Then your adult self enters and removes the bricks from your child self's hands and places them on the floor. You take your inner child by the hands, look them in the eye and tell them, those burdens do not belong to you. You do not need to stay here anymore. You are free to leave. Come with me. You coax yourself out of the room, holding hands. Come with me. You both exit the front door and you lead your child self out. Out of the house. And the house, the living room, and everything disappears behind you. You walk down a dirt path and approach a large iron gate adorned with gold scrolls and climbing vines. As an adult, while still holding your child's self's hand, you push open the gate. There are many stairs in front of you, looking downward. There is a staircase where you start to descend together into a beautiful garden. You climb down, down, down. Climb down, down, down. You arrive in this garden. At the bottom of the staircase, you release hands because you feel safe. You feel at peace and mesmerized by the beauty. You start on a winding path along a river and you smell the jasmine, the gardenia flowers. You see trees lining the path, blocking you from the sun, rose bushes, and a short ground-covering moss, the violets and the petunias. You hear the birds singing, feeling the hummingbirds buzzing, and see the daffodils standing proud. Soak it all in.
discover the garden. You observe them. They want to run, do cartwheels, skip, twirl, whatever they want to do in this beautiful space. Maybe they want to pick flowers or just smell them, gardenias. You hear the trickling river, you feel the gentle breeze, and you hear the swaying leaves in the tree branches. Just observe. your right hand over your inner child's heart 12 inches away from your chest 
Celtic seven ohms to heal with the ohm vibration and transmute your inner child into yourself. On the fourth ohm, you will start to imagine your child melding into your body and your hand moves closer until your chest touches your hand. Take a deep breath in. healing of this garden. For another breath or two, remain present in this space. is brought to you by the thriving intuitive and instagram you can follow us at the thriving intuitive and our website is thrivingintuitive.wordpress.com